moments when the one that you love is the main cause of your suffering. I need you like I need air to breathe. What's going on, everybody? Welcome into the Blazers Edge podcast. I am your host, Danny Mareg. And while normally this would be a mailbag edition podcast, we had the Damian Lillard press conference. Uh, just the other day, following Team USA practice, following the report by Henry Abbott of True Hoop that Damian Lillard was due to request a trade away from the Trailblazers, uh, as well as a few other verified folks saying a trade request had been submitted. Uh, that got a little murky, a little bit weird. Um, always, you know, kind of check your sources, but. Uh, I'll get a few other questions uh, that I have sitting from the mailbag uh, on the back end of the podcast, but we're going to kind of break down Damian Lillard's press conference piece by piece and uh, kind of see where we end up. Let's get into it. Yeah, um, like I was saying, I I woke up to those reports, you know, a lot of people <clears throat> reaching out to me. Um, but it's, it's not true. You know, I'll I start off, off the rip and say it's not true. I said the last time I spoke to you guys that a lot of things are being said and, you know, it, it hasn't come from me. So, uh, number one is, it's not true. Um, and secondly, it, I'll also say that I, I haven't made any firm decision on, you know, what my future will be. So, uh, there's really no need for, uh, anybody else to, to speak for me or report this or report that, you know, if it's something to be said, as I said, the last time I'll, I'll speak directly with, with my team and with Neil. So, uh, you know, that's that. I, I guess though, Damien, do you, would you share like what goes into that decision for you then? Uh, it, a lot of things go into it, but I, I choose not to, to discuss it, you know, openly. Like I said, the only people that I need to discuss that with at this moment is, is my team. All right. So before we get started, I want to just kind of highlight something Mike Richmond said the other day on Twitter that was, perfect that Damian Lillard's press conference was a Rorschach test in the sense of you'll hear what you want to hear, see what you want to see. And I believe that to a, a pretty certain extent, but I think if you're informed enough or if you've paid attention long enough and you know how Damian Lillard operates, you know how the media operates, uh, you can draw those lines, connect those dots, do all that kind of thing. It's less of that on the surface, but much more effective as you, as you kind of get down into the, the, the nitty gritty. And let's kind of take it piece by piece here. The first thing Damian Lillard says here is he says it's not true. What is he saying isn't true? He's not saying that he's not requesting a trade ever. He's not saying that he's committed to Portland 100%. It's not that uh, he wants to spend his entire career here and he still wants to be that guy. It's that Henry Abbott's report in True Hoop about him having an eminent trade request coming is not true. That's what he is saying is not true. And it's important because as we talk about through this whole process, how Damian Lillard has changed how he communicates and what he communicates, I mean, it's happened. It, he, hasn't, he hasn't shut off, but he has used people known to be connected with him, i.e. Chris Haynes, to get his message out there. And the difference is between what Chris does or doesn't report on what Damian Lillard may or may not be thinking, and this is that ambiguity that kind of comes with all this, is very different from Chris Haynes saying Damian Lillard wants Jason Kidd, Jason Kidd or Chauncey Billups. Those are two very different things in that 
this is a this is what you have an agency for. This is what you you hire people for. This is why you have these media contacts is so that you can distance yourself from this because technically. Damien Lillard has not said anything other than I have talked to Neil, I have talked to Jody, I have communicated my needs. That's that's what we know publicly, officially. Uh, Dame says in here that, uh, you know, the last time I talked to you guys, I said that you know, I've done X, Y, and Z. That hasn't changed. If I have anything to say, I'll come forward and say it. But also he finishes it off with, uh, there's nothing that needs to be said, but also there's things that need to be said. So he got off off pace a little bit during this. And this this stuff matters. The, breaking this down and understanding what the messaging is because it has changed, like I said. In the past, you had unbridled commitment that I'm the greatest trailblazer, I want to spend my entire career here, I want to bring a title here. I think those things are all still true, but I also think that those aren't not uh, the sole things on the menu anymore. The menu has expanded, ever so to speak. Uh, and there's more opportunities for those things to not be absolutes. And I think that's kind of what we're getting to here. So this is kind of his opening statement that kind of sets everything up. So let's see what happened further on in the press conference, okay? It's that point where it's like, okay, but it's not enough. Do we actually want to win it all? Do You know, is that what we're shooting for? Uh, and we got to do things to to show that, you know, we got to, you know, put action behind that, that desire to, to win at that level. And, you know, that's, that's been my only uh, thing this entire time. All right. So this one's a little chopped up solely because the other part of this was a question that was kind of unrelated, but I wanted to take the part where Damian Lillard highlighted, we need to take action. Are we happy with where we are at right now? and the urgency behind it. This is the first time we have heard him publicly say, we need to do more. And he does use we as opposed to them or they. He uses we, us, the collective stuff behind it. And I think that still is important because it's not going you know, full Anthony Davis quite yet. It's not going full James Harden where you're separating yourself. There, there's that, that, that language is important with this stuff, especially with somebody as high profile as Damian Lillard because... He knows those words matter. You'll see, you'll hear him correct himself when he when he gets off that path because he's he's being direct in that regard. But again, I really want to highlight the importance of he wants direct action. And if you followed the podcast or watched the breakdown for the last couple of months, we've been working towards this whole idea where this summer to me has been the biggest summer for the Portland Trailblazers by far. And it was like that before things really went sideways with how Neil O'Shea and the Blazers have handled the entire offseason. It has been an abject disaster for PR, uh, the unnecessary burden of really carrying a bunch of additional BS that Damian Lillard shouldn't have to, even though he stepped in at the organization, should have probably cleaned it up for him a little bit. Um, that's part of being a superstar is you get that kind of treatment. Uh, he did step in at the times, but well, that's a different story. This part of it, though, this is the roster building stuff this is the player acquisition uh he says you know later on uh, we've had discussions about this in the past about getting guys in and getting the right guys um you know they've come and talked to me about getting the right players in but this is the first time we've heard him say urgency are we happy with this and he's talked about before you know it's a great place to play it's a great place to live it's just that but he is speaking strictly on basketball 
And this is, this is again, this is a tone change. This is a difference from what we have heard in the past. And this is a public message for everybody out there, particularly Neil Oakshay, that if you want me to stay, this is the, this is the playbook. You have to make real changes that are going to put us in line to be truly competitive. Because even though he's saying, are we happy? He's saying, I'm not happy enough because we haven't affected those changes. Let's see where he goes from here. And I know you mentioned that the Trailblazers need to do more. Have you even given thought about the type of players that you would like to see the organization bring in, whether that's through trade or free agency? Yeah, for sure. I mean, I think that, but this is not, this isn't unusual. You know, every year that's that's how it goes. I think this year is just like, it's more urgent. I think that's the best way I can put it. There's more urgency behind it. But of course, you know, there's guys that I feel like can help and, you know, people we should target. And again, urgency, urgency, urgency. We can see that the theme of this entire press conference, uh, there's a word that Damian Lillard keeps using. Yeah, we've talked about players before. Yeah, we've talked about this before. Yeah, this is very normal. But the timeline, my career, where we're at, where the franchise is headed, what is going to ultimately satisfy me, Damian Lillard, is urgency and getting it done. So they essentially have three weeks to do what they haven't been able to do for 10 years, which is put a competent roster around Damian Lillard that wasn't already there. Uh, the best player that Damian Lillard has ever played with in his career in Portland is LaMarcus Aldridge. He was here when Neil Olshay te- took over. They have not gotten a player close to that caliber in a decade. So you can see if he's going to spend any more time here beyond this season, he wants that urgency to make something happen. It's not easy, but I don't think he cares. So let's go and see where he takes it from here uh, and then press on. Hey, Dame. Uh, Neil Olshay has said that he believes the roster wasn't the problem last season and that adding Billups and fixing the defense can get you guys closer to contention. Do you share that view or do you feel like they have to make some type of move? And is that sort of what you're watching for as you decide your future? Um, I don't doubt that. You know, I think you've we've had so many teams in the league that, you know, don't make dramatic changes to their roster, but they change coaches and the team improves. Maybe because you just needed, you know, a, a fresh voice, um, somebody new to follow. Sometimes the coaches is, is just that great. Um, uh, so I don't, I don't disagree that you know maybe it, you know Chauncey can really change our team and make us a better team and get us going in that direction. But. I wanted to stop it right there because this is going to go on. This is probably the best part of the uh, press conference that we got from Damian Lillard. Number one, this is probably the first real kind of endorsement that Damian Lillard has given of Chauncey Billups since his announced hiring. You haven't seen any congratulatory tweets from any of the players. Shout out Chauncey. Welcome, coach. Because they're trying to lay low because it was a PR disaster. Here today in this press conference, Dame kind of says, listen, things were probably getting stale with Terry. And if you look around the league, teams have made changes with coaches and gotten better just because it things needed to be changed up. Sure. That that tracks. And this this is kind of falls in line with what I have always said. I think a good coach can help you. I think a bad coach can tremendously hurt you. But, and here's the big but, let's listen to what Damian Lloyd says after the whole coaching situation. Um, I think if you 
if you look at our team as it is going into next season, I, I, I don't see how you say, all right, this is a championship team. Uh, you just need a, a new coach when we lost in the first round to a team that was hurt. So and that's just that's just my, my thoughts on it. So Damian Lillard basically says, listen, new coach, nice and all, but it doesn't matter because we don't have the horses, which – Damn, that sucks if you're not Damian Lillard right now on the Trailblazers. But he's also right. It has been like this for six years. And for him to come out and say it so plainly was unexpected, to say the least. Um, I don't I don't know if there's necessarily a diplomatic way around that. Maybe there's a better way of saying it. You could tell at the end there where he's kind of like, well, that's just kind of, you know, where I'm at. You know, that's no. It was basically a no hard feelings to anybody, but... It's it's true. The the Blazers have overperformed their roster prediction pretty much every year. And that's been on the back of Damian Lillard and some good supporting play by CJ McCollum, by Yusuf Nurkic, and that's that's great, but it's it doesn't measure up. And that's essentially what he has said here is that if we want to compete and we need that urgency to compete, that real changes need to be made. And that's the crux of this urgency, big time changes, championship competition. He's not saying give me a title. I don't think he's saying turn us into the Heatles West. He's just saying they need to make a real move of consequence. And no, the coach alone is not going to cut it. So don't hit me with this. This roster wasn't the problem BS. That is what he is saying right there, which that's about as clear of a signal as you can get as far as where the Blazers need to be concentrating their efforts for the next three weeks. Let's see what he says on the follow-up here from Aaron Fentress, who honestly got the best answers out of Damian Lillard in the press conference. Right, and to follow up, and since you said you haven't determined your future yet, does that mean you're not fully committed to the upcoming season? Right now, I don't, I'm not sure what I'm going to do. I, what I can say is my intentions and my heart has always been set on being in the Trailblazers uniform uh, for my entire career. Thanks. But I think you, you know, over time you, you want to win it all. You know what I'm saying? And I want to win it all in a, a Trailblazers uniform. Um, but we, we all have to, to be making strides toward that. All right. Now we're at scary hours. That's that's what that is. And this isn't to, oh, my God, it's time to be afraid Damian Lillard is leaving right now. No, I, I don't believe that. Is he gone after this season if they don't make changes that really matter? Yeah. Yeah, he is. He gone. And you should believe that because that's essentially what he's saying here is, I'm not committed to this franchise any more that they're committed to surrounding me with guys that will help me do what I want to do, which is compete for a title. And again, he he's spelling it out pretty clearly. As much as he says, my heart is still in it, but he's not saying my body, my, body, my mind, my soul. Yes, Portland is his first love. That ain't who he's going to marry. That's, that's what I took from this. And again, this is that Rorschach test with the whole, you hear what you want to hear, see what you want to see. But the way Dame says this and the words he chooses there I'm, I'm undecided my mind isn't made up that's a staunch difference from 18 months ago and 
I want to be the greatest trailblazer. I want to have my whole career here. I want to be that dude. I want to be like Dirk. That we, We've heard a lot of that. And here's the thing. I don't think he's wrong for doing this because they have failed. The trailblazers have failed to put a real roster around Damian Lillard. He's not without responsibility in that regard. He is notoriously famous for getting everybody he plays with paid. CJ McCollum's about to have a, a contract that's going to slide, I believe, into the top 15 contracts in the league. He's maybe a top 40 player. You can't, you can't do that. And a big part of that is Dame campaigning for his guys to get paid. Campaign to get Myers paid. Campaign to get Mo paid. Campaign to get everybody paid. And that comes with consequences within the roster construction, but it's also a GM or a president's job to figure that stuff out and say, hey, we need to do what's best for the franchise. And that's not always um, satisfying the star with rotation player ads. Now, if you're LeBron James and you're a walking title contender wherever you go, sure, you can allow a clutch guy here or there. You can allow uh, a J.R. Smith here or there, but you can't do it for everybody. And that's the thing, and that I, I think that that's that's Dame's responsibility in this. Um, but again, as a GM, as as a president, Neil O'Shea had to have done better, needs to do better uh, if he hopes to maintain Dame Lillard's status as a trailblazer going forward. And that's kind of the crux of this again and again and again that we're hammering home, or that Damian, Damian Lillard is hammering home, um, and why I think Portland fans should be really hoping and, and and praying that the pressure here and that the pressure from the fan base is driven down hard on not just Olshay but Jody Allen to to make a move that matters. Uh, we got a few more here points from Damian Lillard and then we'll kind of wrap it up with the uh, back end uh, of a couple mail uh, mailbag questions and uh, tie it up for the week. Uh, Dame, you, you've always been a rather uh, low profile guy in the off season and, and you do what you do and, and, uh, we don't hear a lot, but this year there's an awful lot of drama surrounding you. And I, I'm just wondering how comfortable you are with all that. Um, I think it's the drama isn't coming from me, you know? So I think that's what makes me uh, most comfortable. I take solace in knowing, you know, it's, I'm not shy about saying what I have to say. So when I, I speak up more in some, at some moments where people are used to me saying less or being quiet or, uh, you know, kind of just falling back, something can be made of that. So um, I think that's more of what it is. But um, I feel I feel perfectly at peace, you know, um, as far as everything that's going on on the Internet or with reports, because I know that I'm fully in control of, of myself. You know, I know I'm not stepping out of bounds. I'm not um, doing anything uncharacteristic as a person. You know, it might be unusual for uh, everybody else, uh, but it, you know, it, my intentions are always, uh, right, you know, and always, I always come correct and I'm still in that same space. I think everybody else is just, um, but more, to, creating drama more than I'm just creating drama. I understand that, but to be clear and try to get some clarity on it, do you expect to be in a Portland uniform this season? Yeah, I expect to be. All right, so let's work our way backwards here. Uh, the big takeaway here is Dwight James obviously asked the, do you expect to be a part of the team next year? And he says, yeah, I expect to be. Interesting answer, to say the least. 
uh, I, I wouldn't say that's the uh, most resounding yes I've ever heard, but I'm not going to pick that apart too much. It just kind of made my eyebrow raise like, yeah, no, I'll be here. You know, that's there's 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 a gap between that and what Damian Lillard said. Um, the other part of this was is, is uh, Dwight asked him about the the visibility and social media. And I think this is where Dame had to tap dance a little bit. Uh, you know, it's the media doing this. It's not me. I've always said I keep it 100. And it's like, for the most part, Dame does. As far as the big time stars, he, he does. Um, but he is also changed how he goes about things, how much more vocal he is. Um, it's a little bit, I think, disingenuous to say that uh, he it's just the media doing this and he has nothing to do with this and he's just saying what he needs to say and doing what he needs to do because that's not true. It lies somewhere in the middle there. Um, but again, that's part of the branding aspect. This is this is this this part of it sucks if you're talking about being a fan because you get so attached to somebody. If you're looking at this from from a media standpoint, if you've been watching again for the last couple months, you could see that it's full on. Ooh, a piece of candy leaving the trail um, for a trap door for a back door exit. This this has been going on for for more than just a couple weeks. This has been going on for a couple months. The the tone and what he has said, how he has framed things, um, the the Chris Haynes articles, um, the uh, frustration at the fan base for getting mad at him for for uh, endorsing or naming Kid and Billups, like those are those are those are things that are being projected as reasons. When in reality, the he has a, a path that bifurcates. You get that? Um, where one path is the Blazers do what they need to do to put a team together to actually, you know, makes a difference. And the other path is they don't. And you can go down either one of those paths based off of what actually happens. But the reasoning, the rationale can be, oh, you know, I, I can't believe the fan base turned on me. Or, oh, Neil O'Shea didn't do this. Or, hey, I gave uh, a full decade of my career and it's like, uh, it just didn't work out. I need to go uh, chase my legacy, you know, like Clyde Drexler in the past. And, like, he's he's laying that foundation so that it's there if he needs it. I don't, I, I more than anything, I believe he is searching for a way to stay here. I believe he has people in his camp who are trying to steer him to a bigger market to grow his legacy for his not only his, his playing career, but his post-playing career. Uh, and I think you're seeing some of that at odds with who Damian Lillard has said he is, who, is, who he has demonstrated he is, and who maybe he wants to be. And I think something that everybody needs to understand is, and this goes for the LaMarcus Aldridge thing, as far as wanting to be the best trailblazer of all time. Every one of these guys that has said this could have 110% meant it in that moment. I have wanted to do things one way for years, and then a few years later, I want to do something else. I've wanted to really chase something six months ago, who I no longer want to chase in my career. There are so many different things in different places that you get to in life, which is why I, I don't like that fans, media, players use these certainties because I don't think they do anybody any good except for in-the-moment gratification. It's a soundbite and a fun clip to talk about if you're media. If you're a fan, it's this thing that you could hold up to in the light and pet it. You know, I don't know. It's just 
I've never found a use for it because it doesn't actually mean anything. And all it can do is come back to bite you. There's, if you don't say it, nobody's going to get mad about it. If you never say it in your career and you just do it, you let your actions be about it, then they'll treat you like Tim Duncan. They'll treat you like Dirk. I don't think you need to say it. When you say it and then it doesn't happen, then it becomes a weapon. It becomes weaponized as a way to use it against you, see Aldridge LaMarcus, um, for a situation that I don't think a ton of people truly understand. So one last line here from Damian Lillard, and then we'll wrap it up with some mailbacks questions uh, to kind of tie a bow on what has been a weird, weird week. Dane, you mentioned you've had good communication with Neil. Uh, what has been your communication with Jody? Uh, I've, I've spoke with Neil and I, I've spoke with Jody. Um, and the, the conversations that need to be had are, are being had. You know, I'm able to, to be open and honest. Like I say, I am with you guys. I, I say what it is and I've done the same in my conversations with, with Jody and Neil. And is it one-on-one with Jody or is that in a group? <laughs> I've spoke with Neil. I've spoke with Jody. Right. I, don't, I don't think it's really that important to say either or I, I spoke to both and I've been, you know, honest with, with both of them as I should be. Bit of a cheeky question from Jason quick there. I admire it. Uh, he threw in the, uh, have you talked to Neil? Have you talked to Jody? You know, what, what's just how this whole process is going? How's that relationship? What's the communication like? Okay, cool. Also, have you talked to Jody one-on-one at all? Has that been happen? That's that's a nice way of saying, are you having conversations without Neil Olshay? Just maybe, I don't know, see if there's anything else out there. The grass is a little bit greener. Again, that's kind of maybe you're looking a little too, too, far, too far into that. But you can see Dame's reaction of, I don't think that's necessarily important, Jason. Yeah, I thought whether or not I had those conversations with Jody one-on-one and have excluded Neil from him, I don't know if that's necessarily uh, that big of a deal. But again, it's a it's a it's a good follow up from Jason uh, as far as uh, trying to get a little bit of insight into some of the dynamics. There's certainly been plenty of news about where Olshay's standing is with Jody Allen and the Vulcans and in the league. Um, so I, I think that's kind of a, a little little fun way to to figure that one out. But that's going to kind of wrap up the press conference portion of this and. I'd say it's good to know where Portland sits right now, uh, but it's also a bit terrifying because the reality is if they screw this up, the best player in franchise history is probably gone a year from now. I don't, I don't know how, how anybody could see this and think otherwise. I, I legitimately think that they will make it through the year. Whether or not he stays beyond that, that, that gets a bit dicier. Uh, and that doesn't even factor in how trade packages for Damian Lord will change between now and, and this time next year. Could they be better? I think they could. I've talked to some people who think they could be worse. Um, so there's certainly a gamble um, with everything at play here. But this is a situation where uh, Damian Lord has now made himself known. He has drawn lightly drawn the proverbial lines in the sand uh, through various aspects in the media. Uh, and now we all get to sit back and watch over the next three or four weeks and kind of decide for ourselves whether or not that's enough for Damian Lillard uh, or wait for him to come out and say that was enough or it wasn't enough. Um, 
it's it's going to be probably a pretty crippling ride, not only for the next month, but over this entire season. This story isn't going in a way anytime soon. Dame may choose to not address it during the season and go kind of full Chris Paul uh, when he was leaving the Hornets originally, uh, which I, I think the kind of guy Dame is, that's probably the way it will go regardless. We won't get a ton of news, but that's also going to leave all of Rip City kind of on edge. So, um that's where we'll wrap things up as far as the press conference is concerned. Now we'll dive into a few mailbag questions and wrap it up uh, for this week. A common question that has come in over the last probably two weeks, maybe a little bit longer, is something along the lines of, uh, would you have done something different? The coaching search, what if Neil Olshay gets fired? What if Chauncey Billups is relieved? How would that all work? From who I've talked to, I don't believe that the league is thrilled with how Neil O'Shea and the Blazers have presented themselves throughout this entire hiring process. I don't think that O'Shea is going to get fired at this point. Um, a couple days ago, I may have thought a little bit differently. Um, it's just not a good situation. But I've gotten something along those lines of uh, at Adam Antium, at Adam underscore Antium. Can we just live in a fantasy world for a hot moment? Olshay and Billups are released tomorrow. Who does Portland target for GM and head coach? I don't think that's going to happen at this point in time. Could they bring in a consultant to help behind the scenes? I think that's something that might happen. Um, if there is some sort of shaken faith, I think that's probably the, the level that things would elevate to. If things went toxic with Damian Lillard, I would nearly assume that Neil Olshay would probably be fired on the spot. I don't think they would allow him to execute that trade. I'm talking if Dame basically demanded a trade. Like, I'm out. I, I don't think you could let Neil O'Shea orchestrate that. Uh, he has not shown the capacity or the ability to, to land anything close to that. Um, that's, I think, the only instance. That or some sort of criminal malfeasance. I think those are the only way we're getting any kind of termination. Uh, on the player movement front, there's a couple different ones I've had come up. Um, Adrian Bernisic uh, at Blazers Edge, uh, he sent me a trade request while I was getting ready to record tonight. Uh, it's one that I've floated a little bit here or there that essentially turns into uh, what could you get for C.J. McCollum. And the Lakers are currently in a weird situation where they need some point guard help. And the Charlotte Hornets have an abundance of guards. Um, I have considered a C.J. for Gordon Hayward swap to be a beneficial move for Portland. I would want something else in return. Um, whether or not that means Portland needs to send it a little bit more to get a little bit more. <coughs> P.J. Washington. Um, I love P.J. Um, but some sort of deal where Montrez Harrell and uh, Kyle Kuzma end up in Charlotte. Terry Rozier uh, ends up in Los Angeles. C.J. McCollum and something ends up in uh, Charlotte. Gordon Hayward and P.J. Washington. Or maybe the something is C.J. McCollum goes back and you know, uh, Gordon Hayward and one of the Martin twins. Hell, both the Martin twins come back to Portland. Uh, something along those lines. I think that's that's a pretty decent move. I've also seen uh, this from CDM81 at CDM81. What do you think the Blazers trying to get Larry Nance Jr.? And if so, what do you think of the fit? I like Larry Nance Jr. I think he's a severely underrated player uh, who has real value. I know the Cavs like him. Uh, I know they have shopped him. I don't know how he would necessarily fit. You could kind of small ball five him. Um, he could really orchestrate uh, a lot of different looks. But it's imperfect fit as the roster sits right now. If they made that move, I don't... It would have to be a part of something bigger, just off the top of my head, how that would kind of play out. 
Um, and then he asked some questions about some second round big men. Listen, the, the Blazers are going to probably buy into the second round. I don't, you probably the safest bet probably is a big man. Now that I think about it, um, Kato is a, is a good move. Dianco, I have no idea about, uh, I have done a little bit of work on, on, uh, Namias, but if the Blazers want to get some cheap depth, that's below even minimum cost, then you could probably look at buying a second round pick and, and getting some depth in that regard. It's kind of what they, they did with Moses Brown. Um, that's, it wouldn't be a bad idea, I think, in that regard. Um, but I think those are kind of the, the couple questions because everything else has to do with GM firing. Uh, what would, should Billups be fired? Should they keep looking for another coach? And no, I, it wasn't a pretty situation. It's still not a pretty situation. It's still pretty ridiculous that it all went down the way it did. I think we've kind of moved on to other stuff. I don't think it's going to fully go away until the Blazers answer a few more questions. Um, I, I think their anticipation was that it, it would, but it hasn't. Uh, so in that regard, I think there's going to be one more round of, yeah, here's really everything. And then I think it'll probably be done. And, and, and barring uh, anything, um, again, serious coming out of that um, beyond what has already kind of come out, uh, I think those guys are, are all in place. Uh Again, this is kind of a bummer to talk about all this stuff in the in the way that we have been uh, over the last couple of weeks. I'm really looking forward to the draft uh, and free agency as some sort of release. It's unfortunate the Blazers don't have a first-round pick. Covington for those picks was just fine. Everybody can calm down. <laughs> but, uh, again, thank you, everybody, for, for sticking along. Um, please like, rate, review, share the podcast with people. Uh, Download on Stitcher, iTunes, Megaphone, Spotify. We are everywhere on YouTube. Please sub to the channel. Like it's it's a real thing. Like that whole call to action. I, I love that so many people are going to YouTube to watch the videos. Click the subscribe button. For the love of God, please help me. Help me help you. Help me make more content. Uh, quick injury news update. Yes, I tore my MCL on top of my torn Achilles. I am waiting for a specialist to fly in uh, as I'm recording this uh, next week. Uh, and then they will decide at what process they will be repairing my Achilles, my ankle, and my knee now. Uh, my my handy-dandy crutches are just here out of view. I had them behind me when I started to record, and I had to start all over again because I didn't realize that I'm an idiot and had them behind me. <laughs> so uh, thank you to everybody for all the well wishes. Um, thank you all so much for listening, for subscribing, for just being a part of all this. Uh, thank you all so, so, so very much. Uh, until next time, we'll talk to you soon. Bye. When the one that you love is the main cause of your suffering yeah. huh?